Hello. Do we call you Jonathan or John? Which John, you, which John you like? Jay. I don't really care. Okay. Uh, most people in beer world know me as Jonathan. That's what I thought. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody's good. Nigel, as always, you are hot. Well, turn me down. I am. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Anyway, should we do this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to Beers with Nigel. A show about what? Other beer, stuff. Beer and other stuff. Other things. Uh, today, Someday we'll get our branding right. Uh, Nick is back in Kansas again. <laughs> for the Welcome third, to Kansas. For the third time this year. Nick is back. In, in Kansas. Is that a... <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good move for an audio medium. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> We're at Sand Hills Brewing, and our guest today is... Jonathan Williamson. You see how he just jumped in there and did yep. it? I was like... <laughs> That's hey, pretty look, impressive. He's one of us. He's an old, uh, right. he's a content producer. I used to make a lot of content. Oh, oh no shit. I did. So he knows yeah. what he's doing. Run on, run on. And then so, I got saying, I started making beer. So what's your title? Head brewer? Uh, brewer? No, at this point, um, I actually uh, hired a full-time brewer. And you did. so now I just run the business. Um, really? I get to do all the boring work. Uh, it's lots of reports to the state and to the federal government and paying lots of taxes and you know, paying lots of bills. Yeah, that was it's weird how he said that with a exciting. smile. He said it with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> it was very Joker-esque, right? <laughs> so do you, do you miss the brewing part? Yes, I do. Uh, mostly. Mostly. Uh, in that I love to brew. I am really thankful to have a full-time brewer, though, because the beer just keeps getting made no matter how ridiculous my schedule get, is. Uh, but I still love to brew, and so sometimes I just tell Rob, Rob, Rob Mann is my head brewer, and sometimes I just Rob. tell him, like, hey, Rob, today I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to brew. <laughs> oh, well, that's nice. You still have the option to brew. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So how sometimes long, I'll jump in. How long have you been in, in this, pro- this role where you've – how long have you had the brewer? Um, actually, I mean, we started in kind of a transition period, but we, you know, we opened the brewery in April of 2019. Uh, and Rob joined in May or June of 2019, like very, very soon after we opened, you know, because he was, he was kind of involved early on, just coming by to help. He would, you know, stop, stop by, help build whatever, test the system, clean the system, et cetera. And he kind of made a job for himself. And nice. then I gave him the full-time position, I think sometime around June-ish. And it's just been a transition ever since then. And I would say for the last year and a half, he has been the exclusive head brewer. Well, you guys are, you guys are killing it. Thank you. Some good beers. Thank um, you. You, so we, I'm guessing he was a home brewer? Yeah, he was okay. a home brewer, just, just like me, okay. just like my brother, just like uh, Joe Chizik is our other partner. And, you know, we had all, all brewed. Uh, Rob's actually been brewing longer than all of the rest of us partners combined. Wow. Um, I think he's been brewing. I'm going to mess this up, but I want to say since 86. Like, he's been brewing longer than I've been, been alive. alive practically. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it on the microphone, that makes it a fact, by the way. Yeah, so, it's so, it's so you're not wrong. It, this is now set in stone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, before we go too far, um, we got to shout out Junior. We got to tell him what we're drinking. Junior. What do we? Uh, well, Jonathan, you poured okay. my beer. Well, yeah, tell, uh, us, tell us uh, what I'm drinking. So Nick is is drinking our newest beer. So this is our honey IPA. It is a juicy and hazy IPA made with 
uh, Mesner Bee Farm honey, uh, specifically their, their locust honey, um, and then dry hopped with lotus. Uh, just came out today, cans and draft. Uh, Nigel, you're drinking our Oktoberfest, which is a Marsden style lager. Delicious. Comes out every single year. Um, we do a more, tr like a, a classic actual Marsden, you know, it's, it's amber in color. Ideally, we would brew it in, is it, would it be May, March? One, one of the two. Yeah. You know, way before it gets released. We, we didn't. We cheated. <laughs> um, we brewed it, I think, two months ago. Uh, and then I'm drinking Bald Eagle, which is our hoppy, bastardized American Pilsner. Bastardized. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very American. I think that's going to be my next one. Yeah. What? It, oh, that one? Yeah. Just because, it's, just because it's a bastardized. And just yeah. because it's, it's yeah. American Eagle, is that why? Yes. Yeah. 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 America. So yeah. Uh, you obviously have some brew chops. Thank you. You've been doing some beers for a while. You've had the brewery how many years now? Uh, we're at, I guess, like two and a half years. Yeah. Um, Although technically we have two breweries and yes. that one. So we opened the Hutch location in April of 2018, the Mission location in, in April of 2019. So what was the, what was the, the thoughts behind? Because that's really not a, a thing in this part of the country where no. there's, you have two locations. Um, what, what was the thoughts doing that at uh, first? We weren't thinking. That was <laughs> the, <problem. laughs> uh, the best of decisions yeah. are made this way. It's it really what it came down to is that, so I have an identical twin brother. Uh, we both started brewing about the same time. We, we like to do as much as we can together. He lives in Hutchinson. I live in Kansas City. And neither of us were prepared to move. We both wanted to start a brewery. We wanted to do it together. So fuck it. Why not do two? <laughs> <laughs> and quite literally, I mean, that, that was the extent of the, the thought process that went into it. Is, I, I like that. I've got a business idea. Hey, let's do it twice. Yeah. Oh, not recommended. Let's, let's, let's double down. Why not? Yeah. So how, how's it going in Hutch? It's good. Um, you know, it's, it, I think the most fascinating thing with it has been seeing the differences in the markets. Like, they're both doing pretty much equally well, but they're doing equally well in very different ways. Really? You know, Mission is dramatically more draft and cans-to-go focused. Hutch is more distribution and event focused. Really? Um, um, some of that is dictated by our space. You know, in Hutch, we have we have a larger warehouse space. We've got five to six thousand square feet. We've got a large private lot that we can then you know host outdoor events, indoor events, you name it. So we can do a lot more that we can't do here. Right. Here we have the foot traffic and the street traffic that we simply don't have in Hutch. We also have the metropolitan area, you know, of whatever the Kansas City Metro is, one point two million or whatever. Like, and Hutch is forty two thousand. Right. So they're very different markets, but they do very different things. And but all things considered, they're they're doing roughly equally well, which is kind of nice. That's cool. What is the craft beer scene in Hutch like? I, seriously, like I, uh, and I look. I haven't. I admit this. You, I you not, like you like how we're calling it Hutch, like we like we're like you know, <laughs> natives. So I haven't been yep, going to Hutch. I haven't. Man. I haven't been there since uh, early '90s, covering yep. like you know state championship events <laughs> for, for Kansas. So. Um, I'm assuming it might have grown, but who knows? It, Look, I, I know I know yeah. the field house uh -huh. at the junior college, and the space museum. That's it. There, yep. I'm done. The Cosmosphere. The Cosmosphere is badass. It is. always has been. Little hidden gem. Yes. Uh, well, it's actually a pretty big hidden gem at this point. <laughs> uh, that's, new, that's news to me. I need to way, go to Hutch. Apparently, it's it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it is it, it is truly really cool. awesome. Um, no, the the craft beer scene in Hutch is. It's starting to come about, but we are one of two breweries, and it's, you know, I would say that probably half of our audience base, we are their introduction to craft beer, which in some ways is a really cool thing because we get to have that experience of, like, introducing people to something that they've never had, introducing nuance and complexity and, and whatnot. 
But at the same time, it's also, what's the lightest beer you got on tap? Right. What, what's your right. Bud Light? Like, right. like, you know, that's just a, a constant thing. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. That's just, that's the nature of that's the That's all they know. Right. That's what people know in the area. And so that can be particularly challenging. Um, to be sure, we get that here too. Well, yeah. You know, I, mean, I, think, yeah. I think every brewery does to a certain yes. extent, <laughs> but it's more pronounced on yeah. the Hutch side. I would, think, I would think there it's more, um, I, know, I know my Bush Gold Tops and I know my Bush Light. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> so let's back up a little bit. Um, you and your brother have been brewing for a while. What uh-huh. got you guys into, let's go with this one first. What was, the f- what was the first beer you remember that you thought, oh, this is different than the crap I've been drinking before? You like remember? the first one that I drank? Yeah, yeah that you kind of remember that, st- that stands out. It doesn't uh, have to be the first. It was, it was New Belgium's 1554, their dark, dark lager. Good beer. There we go. It was. What I were you drinking before that? Uh, Boulevard Wheat. So you never drank any crappy beer? No. Um, well, uh, red, red, I thought red, you said you went to college. I, I did. And I was, I was totally the, uh, not entirely sheltered, but I didn't drink in college hardly at all. Like, I remember having a couple of red stripes and being like, what the crap is this? Like, why do people drink beer? This is gross. Uh, no, so, I, like, I, I mean, my transition from falling in love with beer to be finding craft beer was, like, six months. Um, really? Yeah, I think I, I think I started enjoying beer with Boulevard Wheat in probably 2010, give or take. Um, and actually, it was whenever I, whenever I, I moved to Chicago from Kansas City, and I was, I was homesick, and I just wanted something from the Kansas City area or Kansas area, and so I was looking for Boulevard Wheat because that was the only thing I really knew. Right. And then from there, I moved to California. And my brother actually sent me as kind of a, a you know, get out of Kansas, welcome to California gift, right. uh, was a case of Boulevard Wheat. Oh, nice. Um, and that was the point. I was like, ah, oh, it tastes like home. And from there, I, <laughs> I could be downward new, spiral. There's your tagline, Boulevard Wheat, it tastes like home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I like that it. it's a little bit of a love story. He fell hard, he fell fast. I did, I did. <laughs> yep, yep. So, so let's fast forward from there. Okay, you've been you've been homebrewing. I, I remember you from the homebrew circuit. You were yep. doing you doing some good stuff. At what point does your brain say, "Hey, let's go from homebrewer to, to professional"? And I know uh-huh. you know a lot of our friends have uh-huh. have gone that route. So yeah. it's kind of it seems to be the path apparently. Uh, let's just say it was stupidly early. Um, and I actually remember the exact conversation. I remember the exact night. That's awesome. And it wasn't for me though. It was. The, in the context of a friend. So a friend and I, like I had, I had homebrewed a couple of times and then that was that. Like I kind of dropped it, forgot about it. I moved halfway across the country. Like I moved back from California to Kansas and I went over to a friend's house and he was brewing with a friend. And, you know, it seemed like they knew what they were doing. I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. And they're like, well, what if we open a brewery one day? I'm like, okay, well, what, you know, what's it take to open a brewery? And, you know, th- this was <laughs> me, like, I was, yeah, I was totally blind ignorance, you know. And I remember thinking, like, well, guys, like, look, if you only need $15,000, like, you can probably raise that. Like, you know, this is me thinking on behalf of them opening a brewery. <laughs> right. Lo, lo and behold, that was the start of me actually wanting to open a brewery. Uh, I started homebrewing with them, and then I kept homebrewing. I stole their gear, I, <laughs> I, and it just kept going. Look, and good friends borrow, great friends steal. Yes. Uh, by the way, it does not take $15,000 to open a brewery. No, it takes a hell of a lot more than that. I'm like, that's, I mean, a, that's I, a tiny, tiny, tiny brewery. I was brewery. waiting for that part of the story, which, oh, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if only it took 15000 Right. How about a mystery beer, Nick? 
Are we time? I mean, we might as well. Let's let's, let's open up the bag. I mean, let's do it. So, dude, tell me, what are these mystery beers? Where do they come from? What do we know other than they are mystery? So, I tell you what, today... I think we need to change the rule up a little I just, bit. What's the rule? Should we let him open this time? I mean, he can. Ooh. Yeah. The, the, the bag. Let's talk about the bag. Okay. So, the bag came from a golf course, obviously. <laughs> obviously. It, we, we said it was procured. Yeah. Um, shout out to Through uh, maybe Tony. not official We don't know. We, we're not sure what golf course. We're pretty sure he didn't pay for the bag. So, there's, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> but you're welcome to uh, help me out there. Pop that yep. open. We keep it classy. Just grab what's in there. All right. It's a, Can it's I look a, at it's it? A, it's a, yeah. It's a brown paper bag. Okay. Is it Amazon uh, packaging this time? Say so what? Is it Amazon packaging this yeah, time? Yeah, it probably is. So oh, we're, let's we guess go. the ABB first. So tell us what kind of style it is. Okay. It is a pre-prohibition lager. Yep. That is from uh, out of... Jailbreak Brewing Company. Yes, in uh, uh, Bo- uh, Laurel, Maryland. Is it? Yes. I, I don't Laurel know. Or I, I'll, I'll trust you on I that one. I was there. Okay. Ah, perfect. <laughs> I think I know what the ABV is because I've had it before. But. All right, Nick, what is it? I'm so bad at this game. Prohibition lager. Or lager, as it says. It's very lumberjack. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a guess. you, you, you got to have a guess. You know me. It can't be that high. It's a pre-prohibition lager. It's a lager. Uh, I'm going to go five and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we got? 5.8. You're pretty darn close. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. How many samples am I pouring? Five. Should we, should we shout out our, our, our guests? Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got some special guests here, uh, uh, Tammy and Aaron Lorenzen, in from, uh, we got Leewood? All the way from Leewood. Come to see the, the podcast live. That's a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I invited them. They're gracious enough to come, so they, get the, they participate in the mystery beers. Excellent. You know? You know, that's the thing. If you show up, you might get beer. You might get beer, yes. Someday we'll do a better job of telling people when we're going to go out into the wild. Let's try it out. All right. All right. It was one of those things that I was at the brewery, and I was like, I'm going to get a T-shirt, and I'm buying some beers to go. Didn't really care. Yeah. Fun fact about breweries in Maryland, they cannot be in retail areas. They have to be in industrials. Oh, that's yeah, for them. all of them. Can they have tap rooms with their? Yeah, breweries? yeah, yeah. They can. So they, they can act like a retail store. They, they just, just can't, can't be zoned retail. Yeah, it's and it can't. They can't be close to restaurants or grocery stores. Oh, good lord! It's it's ridiculous. But you know, it, it makes it makes for cool concepts of breweries. You know, sure. You you jam it next to the places selling. You know, the drywall. Well, it's probably or, good for their square footage cost. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 it's probably cheaper that way. Yeah, I'm sure. Your chances and your rental rates are a lot better. Yeah. This seems like a, a new uh, a new project for for Pete Doolin. What's that? States and their weird <laughs> Maybe we have him come on uh, once, once the episode and give us some weird, <laughs> well, some what, weird thing. What was it? Georgia with cre- uh, like Creature Comforts was you know the, the big brewery in Georgia for the longest time that was fighting this law. I think they finally got it changed. But you could not sell a glass of beer to go. Or uh, not to go, to, to a, a glass of beer to consume on site. Right. However, you could pour unlimited samples with a tour, and you could sell <laughs> merchandise. So... As part of your tour, they would sell you a glass, and you know you're just buying the glass, and right. then you'd buy the ticket for the tour, and they would just fill it with unlimited free samples while you're walking around the brewery. <laughs> no tour guide, guide needed. <laughs> that's, that's pretty a, awesome. That's a great move. Yeah. So let's talk about the Sand Hills name. Yeah. And the logo. Tell tell us about the name and 
what the, I'm, I'm, get, I'm guessing it's something to do with Kansas. It is something to do with Kansas. So <laughs> the, uh, it actually de- deals with where my brother and I grew up. So we grew up in the Sandhills of Kansas. Um, it's a small region, central Kansas, right around the Hutchinson area. Um, it's actually, a lot of people are familiar with the Sandhills of Nebraska. Are they, is, there actual, is there actual sand there? Yes. Really? A, a lot of it. Really? Um, like ridiculous amounts of it. Um, and, you uh, know, it's, it's, it's not like the sand dune, like the great sand dunes in Colorado, but it's in that general direction in that everything is sandy. The water table's at four feet. Um, the soil quality is, well, pretty crap. Um, <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, so that's, that's where we grew up. And it was, you know, Sandals Brewing. It's just, it's a hark back to our homestead. Gotcha. Um, you know, we grew up on, out in the middle of the country with our parents on a, formerly a commercial apple orchard. And, side of the, and it was originally called Sandals Prairie Farm. And so oh. now it's Sandhills Brewing. A little ode to uh, shout out to them, right? Yeah, exactly. Did and you come to that quickly? Uh, I don't remember when it came about. My brother actually was the one that came up with it. Um, and I, I mean, we, we had this, the Sandhills Brewing name like all the way back in homebrew days, like pretty early on. Yeah. That was what we were going with. Um, and it's, it's just stuck. Do you remember, we're going to kind of go backward a little bit, but the first good beer you did homebrew and you're like i'm gonna make this one at my brewery <laughs> uh kind of um i would say the you know originally we started out with the intent the very both ignorant and arrogant atten- um intent of doing nothing but barrel-aged sour beers like we that's all we wanted to do <laughs> and because that was what we liked to drink yeah. at the time and uh i think the very first really good beer that we liked that we made was a uh, a sour Flanders red was kind of the one that we're like oh this is it we've got it um actually it's still the recipe today we've never actually changed it um the first non-sour beer i have no idea uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly i don't i truly don't feel like our non-sour beers got good until the day we opened the brewery um really and, yeah why do you think that is? I, 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 pressure? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> little, de- little deadline pressure made you good? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> in a time of immense pressure, like, okay, it's got to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. How, many, how many beers did you open with? I don't remember. Uh, I want to say four or five. You know, we, we opened originally, we opened the Hutch location first, and we opened with, I think, four or five different cans. Everything was sold to go. We didn't have the drink establishment license at that time. So, you know, we could give free samples, like an ounce at a time, and we could sell growlers and cans. Um, and so I think we, we launched with a New England IPA, a Dark Mild, um, our Scottish Export, and our Berliner Weiss, I think. I think it was just four. How about the names? Obviously, there's a lot of bird names. There's a lot of bird names. Is, is that, I'm guessing that's intentional. Somebody likes it, birds. It is intentional, um, but, but for two very different reasons. One makes for a good story. The other is very convenient. Um, the good story <laughs> aspect is um, we used to, you know, we would go, my brother and I would go bird watching with our dad okay. all the time growing up. So it was a way to, you know, show respect to him. The convenient aspect is we're really bad with names. And so by naming every beer for the most part after kansas birds we have this convenient list on wikipedia of every bird found in kansas like cool there's there's our options pick one <laughs> so there's anyway, no, we've never had that answer no, before no, on the how so, do you so so there's, no, there's no trickiness to the name no though. no there's not. no no double on time no, i have never heard the we are not creative <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to think about it 
So yeah, look, seriously. Beard, beard names come from Wikipedia, check. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and by the way, there's uh, one of our birds is Flamingo. It's our tropical IPA, and we get shit all the time. He's like, well, there's, there's not flamingos in Kansas. Turns out, <laughs> yes, there are, because really? there was a flock of flamingos that escaped from the Wichita Zoo that are now living wild around Wichita, and they are included in the birds of Kansas. And so we picked it. <laughs> by the way, that's the best fun fact we've had on the show. <laughs> Look, I mean, yeah. look I, somehow, someday, even though, Ni- <laughs> even though Nigel says he's never doing trivia again, but someday when we do show trivia, that's going to be on there. Well, I mean, do we, can do, we can do show trivia. We're not going yeah. yeah. mean, to. Nigel claims he's Just never sure doing trivia again. Just be sure to invite me that night so that I can get one trivia question. Right. <laughs> no, we're going to have, like, guest readers. You're going <laughs> to read that one. Okay, <laughs> deal. There we go. Uh, are, there, are there flamingos in Kansas? Yes, there are. <laughs> so... You opened, you opened Hutchinson about a year ahead of, of yep. here, right? So yep. I'm curious, the difference in the, in the customers, are, you, are they liking the same beers? Yes and no. Um, I would say that for the most part, everybody likes the same general beers, but in different quantities in that, like here in Mission, our New England IPA, Junko, is our top seller, basically has been from day one, always continues to be. You know, I hope at some point that will change. If for no other reason than let us brew something else on a more regular <laughs> basis, um, <laughs> I need to do something different, <laughs> right? Uh, in in Hutch, that beer is is Chickadee, our Berliner Weiss. So the 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 tart wheat beer is number one in Hutch. The New England IPA is number one in Mission. But I don't think we've ever had a beer that went over well in one that didn't go over well in the other. You know, they're all always pretty equal. It's just you know what's top. So what's it been like? Um, I used to live in Mission. Love Mission. You did? Yeah, years ago. I used to work at Channel 5 years ago. Come on back. Yeah. What was it like coming here and, and getting this? This is a prime location, man. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, well, let me describe it this way. I wish I lived in Mission now. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, obviously, with, with any location, there's, there's challenges. But our goal from early on was always that we wanted to be a neighborhood brewery. We didn't want to be the destination tourism brewery. We didn't want to be, you know, the next hype can release brewery. We didn't want to, we didn't want to just be a, you know, college frat bar or any of that. We wanted to be a neighborhood brewery. You could come in, have regulars, sit down and have a conversation. Sit that was always the patio the and play cards. Exactly. Yeah. Case in point. <laughs> or you can walk to it. Right. I mean, that's and in thing. fact, we have a lot of regulars that walk here. That's awesome. Um, and... The, the thing that has been most surprising me with that was I wish I had the luxury of walking here in the same way that our customers do. Yeah. Because I, I don't. I, I live out in Lenexa, um, it, which is not a bad drive. It's 15, 20 minutes, depending on traffic. Um, but it's been, it's been really great. You know, Mission has definitely become kind of a, a second home that I never really expected. Like, I have a far better relationship with the city of Mission than I have with the city of Lenexa. In part because as a resident, you know, you don't really have to deal with the yeah, city unless right. there's a problem. But as a business. As a business, I'm talking to the city all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's for good things or bad things, you're constantly engaged with them. And Mission's been great for that. Was, was there an inspiration that maybe you went to another tap room or brewery that you thought, oh, if I get to do it, I'm going to do it like that. Was there, was there, do you, because, you know, every brewery has its own yeah. little vibe, you know? Well, I will tell you early on, you know, and this is not a very good comparison for the Mission Brewery, which is where we're sitting right now. Um, you know, my brother and I and Joe's inspiration was always, it was, it was Jester King um, out of, out of Austin, Texas, you know, with a true farmhouse brewery. Right. Out in the middle of the hill country, 
you know, it's 45 minutes from downtown Austin. That was always what we kind of wanted to create. But the reality is we decided, no, let's do something in town. Let's do something that's more neighborhood focused. But we can still make those kind of esoteric beers and have a little bit more creativity there. Or at least, you know, so we thought. Uh, we, we do a little bit of it. You know, we make some fun, weird stuff. Um, but the some of the best breweries that we've been to, that we've enjoyed, I honestly don't remember their names. Right. Because it was it was more about the experience yeah. than it was yeah. the brewery. You know, it was, you know, you're, you're visiting a, a city with friends or for a work trip or something, and you pop into a little neighborhood brewery, and you just kind of feel at home. Um, that might have happened to us a couple of weeks ago in, in Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania. We, we, we might have made some oh, friends. Yeah. We might have made some we random made some friends. Some friends who drove us around. Do, do you remember the brewery? Uh, 412. Four okay. points. Four, four points. And what was the other one? Um, uh, Allagash City? Alleg- Alleg- Allegheny. Allegheny City Brewing, yeah. Nice. All tucked in the neighborhood, tucked away. Yeah. Beautiful. All of them were, were unique. Different, different uh, beers. There was it a was, micro distillery at some point. Yeah, that was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, it was there. Uh, How do you make a micro distillery work, like financially? Because all I know is it was it was good drinking. And, and it was in, it was it was it was right in the middle of this little industrial yeah. old industrial area. So you know, just imagine if you know some breweries, you know, you can see all the shit in the background. Mm-hmm. That's what they were doing at this at this uh, this distillery. Yeah, old you could, old the copper tables, stills. Yeah, it was yeah, That's it was awesome. It was pretty pretty dope. Nice. Pretty sweet. What so, were you doing in Pennsylvania? We went to uh, Barrel and Flow, mm-hmm. which is a beer festival, music festival, art festival type situation that highlights um, black brewers, nice. black breweries. Um, Artists, musicians. We actually have, so they did like, I don't know, 30 different collabs where small breweries and big breweries and people who don't brew collabed with, um, we, we got 15 collabs. I've got one of the collabs in my bag, by the way. Ooh. I don't know which one. Very nice. <laughs> uh, thanks to... Uh, those guys over there, because Tavor does not oh, deliver to Missouri. <laughs> you were yeah, the one. It's them. Ah. <laughs> no, thank you for the Tavor uh, getting the barrel and flow beers. <laughs> Tavor is awesome. Yeah. If only it would come to Missouri. It's not in Missouri anymore? It, no, you can't get it. It's that's. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Since when does Kansas get something alcohol-related that Missouri does not? You'd be surprised. Really? You'd be, I'm going to say You'd this. be surprised the amount of Oklahoma beers that come to Kansas and not Missouri. I, In fact, all Honestly, color me shocked. There are does this mean that we get to get Stone Cloud before you do if it yes. end up coming this way? Yeah, yes. absolutely. And, 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 <laughs> I will drink. And the reason that is, because I, I know those guys down there, and talking to them, they're like, it's easier, easier for us to get into Kansas than Missouri. Huh. That's why you can go... You can go to Lawrence, and you know they have Rough Tail, yep. and yep. and you know all these other things. I'm like, how the hell, you know? Not so much in this county, but when no, you go, you can out get to lots of Rough Tail here. Can you? But but oh, yeah. I'm talking about all the, I uh, mean, maybe not all may, the variants. But yeah, well, I'm talking about all the Oklahoma breweries, but yeah, yeah Rough Tail. No, you can't get that in Missouri. No, really? No, no, no oh. sir. Thank God we're close to the state line. <laughs> and thank God who, to friends who, who live close to the state line. <laughs> there you go. State line importers. <laughs> that could be your business right there, a little, uh, little side hustle. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we will. We'll, we'll meet you at Ugly Joe's. We'll make that, that, that exchange. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what's, I wonder what the, the friend tax is for Tavor deliveries. <laughs> That's a good question. So I got, an, I got a question for you. There's, there's a six, degree of, uh, six degrees of separation question. Okay. Um, John Bedoin, 
Yes. And the Pawpaws. Yes. <laughs> so He's one of my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. You know what? Yeah, not many, very many people say that. <laughs> oh, poor John. Oh, Sorry, John. John. So yeah. how, how, do, how do you know John? So for, for those who don't know, Sandhills does a pawpaw beer. What, what's the, Which, what's by the way, we have it cold. Really? Have you guys tried it? I don't think I, I had uh, the original batch. Yeah, I think well, I had the original. I have the second batch. Um, whenever we're ready for a break, I'll go grab a bottle. Okay, and so I'm, well, and, who, and who and John knew, was who a guest early early on? Huh? John yeah, was John, a guest yeah, early on. Yeah. He shouted nice. you out. Did he? Yeah, he shouted you That's out. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, John. Yeah, but who knew there were pawpaw trees in the Lee Summit? Much less downtown. Who, Lee there, who right. knew there were pawpaw trees not on a farm in the middle of? Well, like, I don't want to. I don't want to call downtown Lee Summit urban, but yeah. So, so, so how did you meet John? <laughs> uh, th- it was at the 2018 um, Blarney, Blarney Festival yeah. uh, there in downtown Lee Summit. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was still homebrewing at the time, and I had just made, or like, like just being like eight months ago, I had made a barrel-aged mixed culture sour um, at home in a little eight-gallon whiskey barrel with pawpaws. Um, I had, at some point in 2016 or 17, I had discovered pawpaws, became completely obsessed, <laughs> went down the rabbit hole. I'm still buried way down in that rabbit hole. Really? I st- I'm completely obsessed with them. Um, and so I made a pawpaw beer, and I loved it. Um, I called it Indigenous Gold. I still have some of those original bottles, actually, which they're probably terrible now. But, <laughs> or maybe uh, not. Maybe not. We'll find out. Uh, I actually stuffed one in my fridge just like three days ago with the intent of finding out, are they still good? Um, and I was, you should, I was you serving. You need to live stream that test, by the way. That would be fun. <laughs> uh, so I was serving a keg of that beer at Blarney. And this guy comes up and just said, what the fuck, man? You've got pawpaw beer. I'm like, yes, what do you know about pawpaws? Pa- 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 by the way, like, when he said that, it was not that quiet. Oh, I'm sure it, it was, was not I'm sure that it was quiet. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, and... He basically then went on to say, like, well, I have a pawpaw tree in my front yard. And at this point in time, I had never managed to find any. I'd never, I didn't hardly and he's know like, anything about it. It's a block over there. Yep. And he's like, well, <laughs> if you ever need pawpaws. And I don't remember when Barney happens. I think it's a March. March. Yeah, March. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right, because it's St. Patty's. Um, and so that's not prime fruit picking season by any means. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, next time they're ripe, just hit me up and we'll get some. Uh, and so I did. And I have then proceeded to work with John every single year since then to pick some pawpaws off of his single tree in this front yard, which to this date, you know, I've now, I've probably picked fruit from 2,000 plus pawpaw trees, both, both um, you know, farm grown and wild. And John has the single most incredible tree I have ever seen. Really? Like, a, a typical pawpaw tree has, you know, half a dozen pieces of fruit if it's a good tree. Wild trees, you know, you'll find like one one piece of fruit for every twenty trees, give or take. Like they're they're, they're, weird, they're really they're weird trees. They're very weird. And some years they don't they don't fruit. No, right. They're they're also they're pollinated by flies as opposed to honeybees. Really? Um so they're they're piss poor pollinators. Um and <laughs> they just uh you don't get a lot of fruit out of them. And then here John has a single tree. And by the way, they're also most of them are not self pollinating, so you have to have two. Two, two genetically different ones. And John has this single tree in his front yard that produces like 600 pieces of fruit in one year. I'm just like, 
So what we're saying what? is John probably has some kind of weird fly infestation. At his yeah, house. let's, let's okay. go with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call it the John fly. <laughs> so, oh, so that's, we that's, just named it after yeah. John, the John fly. So, so that, 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 that's how I know John. Like, you know, John has he's been a good friend, and he's you know gives me pawpaws every single year. Well, um, he says you you can climb a, a tree pretty well. I do climb up trees pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I think the first time he's like, this guy came out, and he just like went up the tree. <laughs> So I, have, so I hear there was another tree that was growing that you were able to, wasn't there one like on the side of his house, some he weird? Did. Uh, he had a, he had a whole bunch of little sprouts growing. Um, unfortunately, it did not survive the transplant process. Oh, it didn't. Uh, but since then, I have proceeded to plant uh, three mature trees in my backyard that are now producing fruit a little bit. And I have about, about 5,000 sprouts growing just because I, I spread the seeds every single year. And at first, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get one or two to germinate. Turns out they have a really high germination. <laughs> and now I'm just mowing them down. Oops. Oops. Sorry, honey. Yep. Yep. It's time for another mystery beer, Nick. All right. Let's have it. I'll pull this one. I really need to get some new bags. So this is getting ridiculous. I mean, the third beer is wrapped in, a, in a, an Amazon package thing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, this is gonna this is gonna make Nigel happy. What we got here? Uh, I recognize and, the logo on it's there. Past and present, other half brewing, which you love. I haven't had this beer either. It's the American barley wine. Oh. Well, are we gonna, are we gonna uh, guess the ABV? It's gonna play our game. Do you want to have a sip first, or do you want to do you want to guess it before we drink? I kind of want to have a sip and then guess. Yeah, let's, let's all right, do that. all right. I'm gonna pour. <laughs> as you as you uh, switch your glass. I don't think so. I'm, I'm fine with the same glass. We're not that fancy. <laughs> It'll, the, a barley wine's going to overpower the pre Oh, it's going to clean that glass fine. <laughs> Go the other way around, and that'd be one potent lager. Yeah, this is one of the, the case of beer, one of, one of the beers out of the case when I was in, uh, apparently there's the other half brewing in, in D.C. And I did they not want know in D.C. That. now? Yes. Um, wow. And so I got, you know, I got a hard on and, and bought a case of beer and sent send them back to myself. <laughs> I was like, I've got to have I think it. that's the first time we've had that phrase on this show. No, I don't think well. <laughs> should, I, should, I have said, should I have said Woody? How many breweries does Other Half have now? Three. There's, okay. there's Brooklyn, there's D.C., and there's one, another place. Oh, that's delicious. In, in New York. Well done. I'm going to guess ABV. Five glass pouring. That was perfect. Hercules. <laughs> I'm going to guess the ABV. I'm going to say it's probably 11.5 uh, because it doesn't taste like that. That is dangerous. Holy moly. That, that is, is smooth. Good. I'm going to say that that is a, um, unfortunately, probably way higher than I think it is based on its taste because that's really smooth. Yeah. yeah um, it's, you think 14? Okay, we have, we, so Nigel has an 11? 11, 11 and a half. 11 and a half. This, this is what, just a straight bar, though. It's not barrel age or anything like They're that. They're saying 14 over there. 14 from our guests. I'm going to guess 9.4. The actual retail ABV, 10%. 10%. All right. Do I win something? Well, you went over. He's. Oh, I Jonathan, guess so. Jonathan's the closest without Damn going it. over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, if I'm going to play the game, I'm doing Bob Barker rules. You're doing Bob Barker rules. <laughs> well, you need, a, you need a, a spay and neuter then while you're out. <laughs> that this is, is delightful. Yeah, it's a good beer. That's one of my favorite breweries, man. They, yeah, their, their beer is so ridiculously good. And if the, the, the interesting thing, oh, they, don't, they didn't do it on this one. 
So depending on where it was brewed, different different the different breweries have different color pull tabs. Really? Yeah. So the one the ones out of D.C. are green. The ones in in uh, Brooklyn, I think they were red. I think the other brewery has blue. I wonder what they have to pay their their can manufacturer for that. Probably. I mean, as big as they are, they don't really care at this point. But no, I can't a, afford that. That's <laughs> a, that's <laughs> a, that's <laughs> Well, you know, when Hutchinson grows a little bit bigger. There you go. There you go. So do you have a, a, a preference of, like, when you're brewing, what you like to brew? I know you talked about you guys really wanted to almost be like a sour, you know, Did. house. Did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you don't want to do that anymore? Yes, yes and no. Um, I mean, we still love making barrel-aged sours. Um, you know, like, just for, obviously, this is a radio show. Nobody can see this. Over to my right, I'm pointing to two brand-new Cooter <laughs> punchins. Um, we've got a, a few oak barrels, in, not a lot, but for the small brewery, like, we're, we're starting to build up our, our oak supply. To me, that's still the fun side. It's, it's, the, it's the art. It's the slow and steady aspect that I really, really enjoy. That is not, however, what I want to drink every single day. What I want to drink every single day is mostly pale ales and lagers. Um, you know, particularly like a Czech pills, German pills, something like that. Um, I'm really enjoying hoppy lagers right now. Yeah. Um, you know, something that give, gives me a little more interest, kind of like an IPA, but it's still just crushable, like yeah. a German pills. Um, but the, the barrel aged stuff is still the stuff that I really like to make. Uh, however, you know, I don't like, I don't make a lot of big barrel aged beers. You know, my, my sweet spot is like four and a half, five percent. Like I make, I like making table beers, table saisons, yeah. you know, lightly tart, lightly oak aged, more like I still want it to be crushable, but complex. And we don't, we don't make a lot of that, but if I'm going to do brewing, that's what I want to do. So when you go to another brewery, are you seeking out lagers? Are you seeking out the styles you do? What do you, what do you normally go? Because I know when I walk into a brewery, the, fr the first thing I'm looking at, I'm like, I want the lager because I want to see if they can actually do it. Yep. And if there's something barrel-aged or a stout, that, that's kind of the other way I'm going to go. Yeah, I would say I, I seek out, first and foremost, their lagers and IPAs. Um, lagers, for exactly the same reason you said, is you can't, with a really crisp, clean lager like a German Pills or Czech Pills or anything like that. You can't hide behind anything. Right. So I want to see your technical prowess. Two, that's also just what I want to just crush all day long. But also then on the, the IPA side, you know, I want to, like, half of this kind of depends on, am I there to drink or am I there for, you know, uh, <laughs> R &D. research? R &D. Uh, Rob if I'm there for research, like, Rob I, 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 want to try, I want to try their IPAs. I want to see, you know, how their IPAs are coming out both from a process standpoint, but also just, you know, design-wise, you know, whether, and that is regardless of the style of IPA, whether it's American IPA, New England IPA, you name it, you know, if their New England IPA comes out tasting like cardboard, they've got some process that, issues. That would be, that would be unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if your, when your IPAs taste like cardboard. They're not know. supposed to taste like I've cardboard. I've never gotten that one before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the pizza inn of beers. Oh. <laughs> it's a pizza inn. Uh, that, sorry, that joke is for listeners of a certain age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like pizza inn. What, what's, what's that? So, so those are the two styles that I really kind of seek out because one, it's what I like to drink, but it's also you know you can't hide behind anything on a crisp lager side, yeah. but also hops are so delicate that they're going to show how well you're paying attention to yeah. everything in between the hot side and the draft side. Yeah. 
I'm totally different. I'm looking for a stout or something weird. Something weird? Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, wanna, I, like, I want new. Like, what's the weirdest thing you guys are putting? I, I like that crazy was me brewers. for like seven years. Like, what's the nutty mad professor brewer doing? That's yeah. the th- that's or, or just a stout because it's always stout season. You right? want my nutty mad professor? I make beer with mushrooms. Oh, oh. I'm in. <laughs> I do. Are they special mushrooms? <laughs> they are. Well, depends on how you define special. In this case, no. <laughs> uh, no, we make we make a. Um, uh, golden chanterelles are a, a wild foraged mushroom that I that I pick that are it's it's a chef delicacy that I really like working with. You you can't grow them commercially. They they have to be foraged. Um, I bet it's a real earthy. They're re- they're real like like fruity and earthy. Um, and I really like them in beer. And so like I I that's one of my since I no longer do most of the brewing, the way that I get to contribute is I go find random the cool, weird, shit. weird ingredients and I'm like <laughs> hey, Rob, mushrooms. I need you to brew this this. <laughs> uh, so how so I, I guess it begs the question, you know, the brewer, he's like, No, wait, what? You want me to do what? <laughs> yeah, how often has he looked at you and gone, nah. Rob's a very patient man. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I think he's still here. He can probably overhear this. He's probably <laughs> chuckling in the background. Um, <laughs> that jerk. But, uh, no, I mean, I, for the most part, he, he entertains my eccentricities. So it, it works out. <laughs> so what's it been like? You know, we talked about you guys being in mission. What's it yep. been like, the, the response been like from the neighborhood and that, that sort of thing? It's, it's been fantastic. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little weird because, you know, we're always torn as... On the business side, you know, obviously we are incentivized to build as much hype as we can around our beers, sell more beer faster, generate more revenue, you know, run out of beer faster. It's still a business, right? Right. It's, it's still a business. On the, con- the, you know, face-to-face side, you know, we actually sometimes love the slower days because we have that opportunity to sit down and actually, like, talk across the bar with our regulars, with people that are walking in, or even with people that are coming in from across the country. Um, and so on the neighborhood side, it's been fantastic. Like, you know, we have a, a large base of regulars that, that walk here because, you know, for anybody that is not aware of how Mission is situated and where we are in Mission, we are on basically the downtown main drag. But on every side of us, other than the main drag, it's neighborhoods. Right. You know, there, there's, I mean, I, I don't even know how many, how many people are within walking distance, but it's a significant number relative to a lot of breweries. So we have that aspect of, you know, not only did we intend to be a neighborhood brewery in the sense of like we want to have regulars, we want to have people that come in, you know, have a couple beers during the day and then go home. Like we're never intended to be a party bar, but in this case, we quite literally are a neighborhood brewery in that there's a lot of people that live in the neighborhood and walk down, have a couple beers, and go home. Yeah. Um, and that part of, part of it has been fantastic. On the flip side, Mission is relatively small. Um, you know, we are even though we're on the main drag relative to say you know some breweries in in kansas city missouri side we're more off the beaten path part of that is we're on the kansas side right and there's a lot of people in the overall kansas city area that like it's kansas for the longest time has been an afterthought you know i i don't mean this in a derogatory sense or in a begrudging sense at all but the brewery side of the kansas side of the state line has been you know five to ten years behind the missouri side Right. Always has been. Right. You know, we're only just now catching up, and half of that deals with Kansas laws. The Kansas laws, as it pertains to starting a brewery, are more difficult and always have been. 
Um, and some of those are finally lightening up. You know, one of the most significant ones was we have what's called the 30% food rule, right. which requires that we sell 30% of our gross receipts in food. Luckily, in Johnson County, thanks to basically the collective effort of all the Johnson County breweries, we got that revoked because it's a count. It's basically a it's a statewide law that is decided by the county. You know, the state says you can choose one of three ways. You can either have no liquor by the drink, liquor by the drink un, uninhibited, or liquor by the drink with 30% food. <laughs> we were formerly a 30% food, so we had to serve food. I mean. By all means, look around. Like, where's the kitchen? Right. There's <laughs> right. no kitchen. So, how are you guys dealing with that when that was going? Because you guys obviously opened before they changed the rule. <laughs> we we did. So the way that it's reported is basically you have to report it every two years. You have to report it. Like technically, you're supposed to be in compliance at all times, but you report it at the time that you renew your liquor license, which is every two years. So our first two years, we had, we had partnered with the local coffee shop, which is right over here, and they were providing food for us so you could order at the bar. They would run a sandwich over, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, we'd bring in food trucks. We would sell bar snacks. You know, we did everything that we could within, within reason to try and sell more food relative to alcohol. And, <laughs> and we, we never made a dime on any of that food. You know, if we spent, you know, a gazillion hours coordinating food with anybody, you know, we literally never made a single markup. Because we just, we're so number we're one. To, you we, were just trying to fulfill the requirement. Just right, to fulfill right. the requirement. Um, also because our, our, our food inspector was like, well, as long as you don't make money on it, I don't care if you run it down the street. But if you make money on it, <laughs> you can't run it down the street. I'm like, Good Lord. it's okay, whatever. Really? It's all a high wire act. Right. Around different <laughs> pools. right yeah. um, and, and quite frankly, we didn't make it. We didn't even get close. I think we, we hit like 17%. But we... Thankfully, in, in, in most part due to Limitless Brewing in Lenexa, Kansas, they were the ones that spearheaded this, this initiative to change the law. They got, they got it on the ballot. You know, everybody chipped it. Like, every single person that I'm aware of in the beer and alcohol industry was like, no, no, no. Let's get this removed. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was fighting it. Um, and, so, and we got it removed. So we got it on the ballot. Everybody voted within the county, and we succeeded. So thankfully, it's no longer an issue. But that was a big prohibiting aspect. And actually, whenever we were looking at starting, we seriously considered going into Wyandotte County instead of Johnson County, specifically because Wyandotte County didn't have the 30%. You oh, just, they don't? Right. You can just have liquor by the drink. And yet there's no brewery over there. Right. <laughs> Which is... Well, but... but in and some, reality, of that are, some of that are loca- municipality laws, well, too. Sure. Like yes. KCK is kind of... Well, right. I mean, weird. every municipality has their own rules as far as, you know, yeah. can you bring a brewery in or not? Right. Um, and some of them are less friendly to brewers. And, and I actually have no idea. Like, we never got to the municipality level on the Wyandotte side as to whether or not, like, that would even right. be viable. We were just looking at, like, if we have to comply with 30%, how do we do it? Um, and we ended up just deciding to honestly just take a gamble. And we just said, all right, we're going to do it. Right. And we really hope we can get this law revoked. Kind of like when you decided to open a brewery. You were, yeah. <laughs> you're like, hey, you know, you only need 15 grand. <laughs> yeah. It ain't a big deal. That's, that's, that's good. We, uh, exactly. we have a late night. Info, you only need 15 grand. You want to own, own a brewery? Only $15,000. <laughs> call now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but wait, there's but, more. But there's more. <laughs> Free bag of hops. Uh, that's great. With your fifteen thousand dollar investment. Small bag. Small bag. Small, it's a tiny bag. Well, yeah, like, yeah, like, it's it's still a bag. <laughs> it's a coin purse. 
So when you mm. when you look to well, let's just talk about mission, the mission location yep. where we're at here. What's what are you thinking next? What's the what are you looking to as you grow this and keep pushing it? Well, uh, I mean, there's a couple of things. You know, the the first one is, you know, we are we are very tight here. Um, you know, we are we're operating the brewery and the tap room in basically 2,800 square feet, um, and only about 500 of that is production space, which is very very small. Um, you know, we operate on a three barrel system. We've got uh, roughly 12 barrels of stainless fermentation, three barrels of cold of cold prior to the the cold room. Um, you know, another 12 to 15 barrels of oak capacity, and we're pretty tight. Um, but also, because of where we're situated within downtown Mission, every all of our outdoor space is public, and so like there's only so much we can do with the outdoor space because every single thing requires city approval. Every single thing, like you know, we can only encroach so far because before the city's like, well, no, 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 you have to leave this much for right. the public sidewalk, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so we do hope to expand. We hope to add a little bit more square footage um, on one side or the other, you know, and neither of those things are in our control. Right. You know, it just depends on, you know, if one of the neighboring tenants decides to leave, you know, if we take that space or whatever we do, we don't really know. But that is definitely something we would like to do. We'd like to add a little bit more space so we can increase the taproom space, space. We can increase the production side. Oh, excuse me. You were um, supposed to burp. Yes, you, uh, I was supposed you try, to burp. You, you just try, you tried to hide. I was it. trying to be polite. Trying to swallow the burp. I mean, look, <laughs> you just swallowed. The burp. Uh, I just need to let it go. <laughs> yeah, you gotta uh, let it go. Look, we ain't fancy on this show. There's, there's no pinkies pointing out. What? <laughs> um, you know, beyond that, the we we honestly, and this this may sound a little like, I not not defeatism, but you know, not particularly ambitious. We don't want to grow that much. You know, our intent has always been to be a small neighborhood brewery brewing the best beer we can. Right. We would rather be known for producing a very small amount of really good beer than producing a lot of okay beer. Um, and so we, we don't intend to grow substantially. We would like to grow in a way that we can accommodate our local audience, that we can make it more accessible, that we can, you know, make it more, um, you know, more friendly for different types of events. You know, we'd love to be able to host, you know, whether it, whether it's music or individual events, like have a little bit more flexibility within our space to do that. Um, a couple of dumb podcast hosts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, they're the worst. Like they just get really loud. They talk all yeah. the time. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't want those guys. No, no, no. Definitely what what don't size those. is your system that you're brewing? Uh, we're on a three-barrel system. Okay, so yeah. you are small. We are sm quite small. So do you do you want to expand that though, or are you or do you think maybe that's 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 the, sh the no, space for you? That's your happy honestly, place. I, I love three barrels. I think three barrels is a great size for you know. Let's be honest, we're brew pub with with the exception that we don't do food. But in the, in the brew pub sense, you know, we brew a small amount of beer on site. The vast majority is consumed on site. That's what we want to do. Three barrels is perfect for that. I do want to change our system. You know, I'd like to swap it out for a system that we can be more efficient with, that we can be more flexible with. Um, 
But the downside is the majority of those systems do not fit through our front door. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when you have to take off the door. You know, working on that. <laughs> so so that's why they get those garage doors in there. Yes, I've been yes. on many a delivery day of, of brew systems, and yeah, doors—they're a problem. Well, yeah. that's, I, I can kind of understand the dilemma there, though. Is like you know you want to grow and have more room because you love having it in, but you're also mm-hmm. in a perfect spot yeah. to be a neighborhood brewery. I mean, we are. Like, if people haven't been to mission in a while or if they're like me who don't you know i don't i don't leave my hometown area very often but i mean it's just this is a perfect neighborhood spot it is and you know i'll I'll say one thing like even though it is frustrating to have nothing but public space outside of our building in the sense like you know regardless whether we own the building or not which we don't we lease it right now we hope to buy it at some point but even if we did own the building we still wouldn't have any area around the building which we could use for public space. Yeah, you've got what, about four feet, five feet? Well, yeah, and, and it's all public. Right. So we're, you, we use it with permission via ordinance with the city. Right. Um, like we had to go, behind, like it took six months to get our patio up and going because we had to get all the city permission to do it. Um, but one of the perks of that that a lot of breweries struggle with is we don't have to have parking. We have all street parking. Yeah. And that was never something that I anticipated thinking of as an advantage, but you know, we have we have some uh, good friends and neighbors, Rock Creek Brewing, just yep, just yep. literally down the street. Right. And they are half a block off of Johnson Drive where they have a private lot that they've converted into a patio. And parking is a constant challenge for them. Yeah. You know, both in, in maintaining neighborly relations with, you know, people understanding where to park, you know, forming relationships with neighboring businesses that will allow them to park. Like, we, we don't have that problem. And I'm very thankful for that because... I'm sorry, like literally the only option, you park on the street, yeah. right? It. And it's all, it's all public on both sides. And, you know, I'm not saying that's, that's Look, best to, for the customer, but I, it's I great for us. Right. <laughs> well, I can remember there, were, there used to be, there was no parking on that side. Oh, really? I mean, there were no, the parking spots were all on this side. I don't remember yeah. that at all. Oh, I do. When I lived there, that was, yeah, that was, I don't think there was even a sidewalk on that side of oh, the wow. street, to be honest with you. And that would make it even more challenging. Yeah. Nigel's but, old. But, What's what, what's that? Uh, but, uh, I didn't say anything. Rude. I didn't say anything. Rude. You know what? Mystery beer time for you. <laughs> That's your punishment. <laughs> oh well, in that case, I'll say it again. I just hold. <laughs> I lived I lived in Mission in the nineties, from ninety two to about ninety eight, maybe. Boy, that, you, you know sir. what? Oh, I That's when I was visiting Hutchison. Was it really? What were you doing in Hutchison at the time? I uh, worked for some newspapers in Southeast Kansas. We'll let Jonathan get this one. Okay. Oh yeah. I that's a collab. Don't I, know what this is. I don't. This is the one. With the All right. I think I'm gonna like what this is though. By yeah, the way, it's also a, it's a collab. This might be one of the, the two breweries right there. Prettier labels that I have seen you in see a the very two, long the two, time. Uh, the two labels. So this is a barrel and flow collaboration between Trace Brewing and Two Locals Brewing. Apparently, the audience says this one's really good. My, my is, that, tiv- is that one that didn't make it home? Friends. <laughs> Was that the friend It's tags? hard to open things with a microphone with one hand. It, it is. <laughs> I, I, I have ripped back a, a fingernail doing that before and prefer not to do it again. Let's, let, let's see if you can uh, you know, judge your pouring as well. I don't know. You set a pretty high bar. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> that was a pretty even five-glass five pour. Okay, I'm, I was thinking about maybe the foam, the head, maybe. What kind of skills you have? Oh no, no, oh, those nope. skills, those skills are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. It looks pretty. You're gonna win this one, Nick. 
I don't know. That's pretty pretty good. Well, not too bad. There you go. All right. Do we know what style it is? What, is, what do we got here? Uh, double New England IPA, I think. Okay. Or double hazy IPA. Let's let's see what's going on with that. Who the, who, nice. Look, Junior's going to get mad. Let's say it again. Who are they again? Oh. It's Trace Brewing and... And two locals. Two locals. Brewing. And it has one of the hops that I've been wanting to play with for years now called Grunheist. Oh, that's Junior? Tasty. That was for you. Yeah, that's tasty. Oh. What's, the, uh, what's the ABV about? Uh, I don't know, 5.6? 5.6? What do you got? ABV? 7? I'm gonna oh, you know that I'm for gonna, a fact. I'm going to go 6. <laughs> I'm going to go six. What did you guess, Nigel? I said 5.66. Nigel wins 5.2. Yay. Winner, winner, so chicken dinner. So it is dinner. also not a double dry hopped New England IPA. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably not. <laughs> it's that's a, probably not it's a double dry hopped pale lager. Okay. Is that uh, what it is? Dry hopped with Hollowtown middle fruit, Grunheis, Citra, and Azaka. That's good. Grunheis is a cool hop. Because I can't, I'm going I'm to blame my guess, my wrong guess on his... Uh, he, he gave me the wrong description. He gave me the wrong description. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. He said, he said it was a devil. I threw <laughs> you off. I was throwing you off. You know, a good friend of mine earlier today said, remember, it's always somebody else's fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So what's happening in, uh, what's going to happen? We talked about growth here. What about Hutch? Is that so going to change? It is. So in Hutch, we're doing a couple of things. One, because of the luxury of space that we have, we are doing a lot more distribution work in Hutch. Um, uh, you know, unlike here where we have 28,000 or 20, 28,000, that would sure be nice. 2,800 <laughs> square feet. Uh, we've got about 6,000 square feet in Hutch. Um, and it's a lot more flexible. It's, you know, it's, it's basically a, a back alley warehouse effectively. And it gives us a lot of flexibility to use it for whatever we want. You know, if we want to install a floor drain, if we want to, you know, do a barrel room, if we want to, you know, put an outdoor cooler in, we can kind of, you know, as long as we can pay for it, we can do it. Um, it also helps. There, that. There's that. There is that. You know, it's just a small detail. Only $15,000. Uh, only 15. <laughs> and, and you get a free uh, bag of hops. That needs yes. to be a beer name somewhere. Only $15,000. <laughs> what kind of brewery do you get for $15,000? <laughs> a, a very tiny brewery. A, very quarter, tiny. a quarter barrel system. Oh, <laughs> you can be very efficient. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think how many batches you could do in a day. My, my, six my, of them. My tap room has two seats. Oh. <laughs> and it's a go window. <laughs> this beer is allocated for one person. Um, Me. So, you know, we're doing a lot more distribution work. Um, uh, we are also, we're, Hutch, because, so my, my brother actually owns the building there, um, separate from the brewery. And so one of the things that we're trying to do is, is actually basically rip out the entire alleyway and turn it into a literally a green beer garden oh, in the wow. sense like right now have either of you been to the hutch brewery i have not okay um literally the, the building is it's it's a long you know skinny building within garage doors all along the side there's five units we've basically slowly combined all the units by cutting doors inside and then it's just an asphalt parkway or um, driveway between them and what we are slowly working on is tearing out all of that asphalt and turning it into a literal beer garden, um, replacing it with grass, trees, you name it, and just saying, you know what, street parking is sufficient. We will we'll tear out all of our actual parking and, you know, try and, you know, make a green impression on the city of Hutchinson. Hutchinson, for, you know, it has plenty of good things going for it, but one thing that it has not done particularly well in, in our opinion is drive the 
you know, just literally the number of trees in Hutch is pretty sparse. You know, at the end of the day, it is central Kansas. It's very, very flat. It's very windy. But we want to try and make a, make a dent there. And so we are quite literally putting in a, a beer garden. Nice. Um, so that actually you know, just sounds, I mean, even just, that just sounds like peaceful. a great place to go just take little, your friends little, and drink some little, beer. A little oasis. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That, that's the, that's the, the goal. Oasis. A beer oasis. And, and to be sure, it has. Another name. Is that a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, that might be a t-shirt coming, coming <laughs> soon to a store dibs. near you. I call dibs. Dang it. it. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Uh, Nigel, you got to be faster with the dips. I, well, you know, I, I, my lawyer's not here, so there's uh, <laughs> You know, it, it has a long ways to go, but, but that is the goal. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, Sandhills Brewing, you know, while it also refers to a, a, a family location, more importantly, it refers to the natural space where we grew up, and we want to, you know, try and bring back as much of the natural space as we can. Will you so put apple trees in? As little, little, will you put apple trees in as a little no, shout no, out to the no, family? No. Paw paws. <laughs> <laughs> Already working on it. Uh, so, I mean, we, we are actually working on that. Actually, so as a part of the brewery, even though the brewery does not exist on the family homestead, which, you know, we've, we've got, we grew up on 100 acres in, in the middle of nowhere in the Sandhills. Um, it was originally a commercial apple orchard. The, our parents basically retired the apple orchard when my brother and I were three or four um you know we have some very very vague memories of running the orchard commercially uh but we are working on revitalizing that so in the last uh last year we just planted 100 new um cider apple trees specifically for doing hard cider things like wine sap arkansas black um kingston black etc cider apple varieties specifically uh we had we started this project about four years ago had to reset after an unfortunate prairie fire and we're slowly working at it. You know, even though they are not on the brewery property, they're still associated with the property. They're on the original Sandhills Prairie Farm, and all of that, you know, ties together. And so that's the goal is ultimately we are a nature-focused brewery and in every way. Oh, it sounds like you should be growing your own hops. We, we have some hops growing. <laughs> <laughs> we have brewed with them. Have you? Yeah. Uh, there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here's a, does your brother make the pawpaw beer, too, at, at his brewery? No. Uh, he's working on it. Uh, he's actually, um, he's where he's at in Hutchinson. He, he's, he lives just outside of Hutchinson. Um, that's right on the far, far western edge of the pawpaw territory. You know, it's a little too dry. It's a little too sandy. It's a little too hot. But they will grow there. Um, so I gave him two trees a few years ago that are, they're, they're coming along. <laughs> One of them is better than other. It's struggling. Uh, but the intent is to grow a bunch of them there. And, yeah. I mean, I figure if you can grow uh, pawpaws in downtown Lee Summit. You can grow them anywhere. <laughs> you can grow them anywhere. You, you, you'd think. <laughs> what would think, right? So yep. I, yep. I, I want to dig into the real stuff now. Right? Yes, We've the real stuff. We've had lots of good talk about your family and your uh -huh. brothers and how connected you are to the family history and everything. Let's get to the sibling rivalry. Mm -hmm. The sibling, sibling rivalry. <laughs> Let's get to this. Come on. You got one brother in Hutchison, yep. one brother here in Mission. Come on. Where's the competition? Is, it, is, there, is there a beer you're competing against each other with? Where's the competition? That's what I wanted. Let's get the good stuff. I mean, I have no Let's doubt. Let's cheer I have no doubt show. that there is. <laughs> uh, what's funny is uh, we, we brew different beers. Um, and I don't know how much of that is intentional how much of it just like came about but you know if if Pippin my brother is going to brew a beer and I'm going to brew a beer invariably they're different 
Yeah. Uh, well, on the line right now, we've got. Oh, well, no, well I'm just <laughs> here's the thing. Oh, calling in from us. Here's the thing. I make better beer. Oh. I'm just gonna call it. That's it. I win. By the way, I, th- I think we found the title for this episode. I mean, you, I make to be better sure, beer. I did start saying I don't brew anymore. But you did say that. I did. Look, but never you, let but the, nobody needs to remember that. Never let the facts get in the way of your story. Exactly. Yes. No, no, story matters more. <laughs> I went to J school, and this is what I know. Bloody hell. <laughs> Well, hell, dude, it's been awesome having you on, man. Uh, Thank you so much for having I'm, me. I've been a fan of this brewery for, since you guys opened. Uh, Thank you. You guys Thank do you. great beer. It was great when we did uh, Together We Can. Yes. That, that was we got to you know, share some of what you guys do on the Missouri side. That was fun. Because a lot of people on the Missouri side don't ever come to Kansas and vice versa. It's, it's true. It is, <laughs> actually, in quite uh, serious, serious question. Like, you're on the Missouri side more. Nick, I don't know where you're at. Oh, that's right. You're in Lee's He's down the street from okay, the pop so, so I'll direct yeah. this to both of you. Do, do the, does the Kansas side come to the Missouri side more? Uh, I, would, I would say so. There, there's, there's a group that, that yeah. don't care about the state line and will, will go wherever. Yeah. But, but, but there are people who are like, Where's that? Where's that? I'm going to say yes just based on sheer number. There are more breweries on the Missouri side. But I'm talking about just the people in in the beer community. And they've been there for longer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just just because of numbers, I think more people from Kansas are going to cross over. Because, look, look, the beer community. I mean, I think we're the not, beer community is We all have our neighborhood place, right? But, right, but, but we're yeah, drinking, drinking home place. Yeah, and, and the real is like, no, I mean, I, w- I think I can speak for most of the beer community. Was like, nobody really cares where you are. Like, it's not like there's a Kansas-Missouri no. competition. No. no. That's what I'm saying is I think just, I think so the answer to your question is probably yeah. just based on sheer numbers. But yeah. I think some, some people think, oh, it's, it's in Kansas. It's a long way away. I'm like, dude, it's like 25 minutes. It's, it's actually the, it, you know, I guarantee you, like, well, give it a if, for example, you're going to BKS, I am the closest Kansas brewery to BKS that I'm, I, I think I am. Like, maybe, like, nine and, minutes. And I, and I love maybe. BKS. I just don't want the hassle. Yes. I'd love to go there, but it's always a shit show. Yeah, yeah. Now, I did, so they're coming on the podcast uh, in, good, uh, next good. month. Are we going to play this clip for them? <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, they know. Well, they, well they, they just expanded their hours. They're going to start opening on Wednesdays. Oh, good. Wednesday through Sunday, which is huge. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I've... I, during the pandemic, no, I'm not going to, you know, as much as I love them and I love their beer. Yep. That online ordering system, it was ridiculous. It was insane how fast their cans disappeared. Yes. Like, you know, by the way, like, major props to Brian and Mary. Like, yeah. whether you intended to do that or not, like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, also, that's going to be one of my questions. Like, like, did you guys plan this? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. like, what, what did you do? Right. Uh, it sold them, the devil. It cost them $15,000. <laughs> only, <laughs> only, only, only. You can start your own brewery only $15,000. <laughs> but wait. I'm going to run this joke into the ground. Oh, do it. <laughs> Please run it into the ground. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, so as we wrap this up, where yeah. can people find you and your brother? Like on socials and things so like that? So they can find us on so- social media at um, we have three accounts, which in hindsight maybe was a bad idea, but it <laughs> uh, so we have Sandhills Brewing Mission, or uh, Sandhills Brewing underscore Mission, Sandhills Brewing underscore Hutch, and Sandhills Brewing. And the intent was, we ran into an issue early on where like we always only had one account, it was Sandhills Brewing, and we'd release a beer in Mission, people would walk into the Hutch app and like, oh, I'll take the new beer. <laughs> Damn. Oops. I'm sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> Oops. Uh, you gotta go to Kansas. Oh. Sorry, you gotta go to Mission. So, to sorry. That's, that's my brother who has the better beer. Ah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
so we, we, we ended up separating those. So we, so we do have three accounts. You know, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you want to see what Sandhills Brewing is up to, just follow Sandhills Brewing. It's, it's Sandhills Brew on Twitter. Admittedly, we don't post anything on Twitter. You um, should. Beer Twitter is amazing. Yeah, but you I come like from the, the tech world. I'm so tired Twitter. of Twitter. No, it's beer Twitter, yeah. not regular Twitter. Yeah, but I can't filter out the two. Oh, sure you can. You know, you know what you do? Unfollow. I know. Oh yeah, just unfollow. Just but that's, follow that's, that's, nothing but breweries. That's unfortunately but easy love advice, and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> nothing Listen, but beer and I love. I try not to let the facts and logic get in the way, but you're right. You're yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you're, you're on Twitter. Yep. Instagram. You're, you're on. You're on Facebook. Yep. Um, MySpace. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, you're like, you know what, what is that? No, actually, you know His what? band I also has a page I have no doubt that my MySpace profile still exists to this day, somehow, somewhere. I don't remember uh, what it was MySpace called. MySpace is still out there. It's there, right? Justin Timberlake bought it, and I think he's Did not he really? sure. Yeah, he bought it a long time. It wasn't Justin Timberlake. No, who was it? <laughs> <laughs> some, good, good, some, uh, shout out to JT for like, a good, good investment there, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's probably still. Look, I, I'm pretty sure he bought that just to have blackmail ability on people later, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, where can they find us, man? Well, you know what? We're on Beer Twitter. Uh-huh. We are on We're on Twitter. Facebook, Beers from Nigel. Can we and make beer Twitter a thing, like, like literally separate it from regular Twitter and just have beer I mean, Twitter? Nigel's going to do it. You know, you know how much it's going to cost? $15,000. $15, <laughs> but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> you get a free you bag of Nigel on the Instagrams pellets. now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. you can listen to this awesome podcast of doofuses talking beer. I think we're on Odyssey as well. Odyssey? Yeah. What's Odyssey? It's just You mean it, Audacity? Wait, no, 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 no. It was, I think it was radio.com. Oh. But I th- I, I'm pretty sure. I, I didn't do that, but I, cool. No, I think we just ended up on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know hey, why? But you know what's important? Because I paid $15,000. <laughs> Damn it, he stole my joke. <laughs> you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can even, Nigel, you know what you can say? Hey, Alexa. Play the Beers with Nigel podcast. Yeah. should try it sometime. I've never done it because I don't have an Alexa. <laughs> I have a Google thing that doesn't work. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and now's the time on our podcast where I hit the button and it plays music. There, there you go. Thanks for coming home, buddy. Thank you. Um, really appreciate it. We're gonna it's we're fun. gonna get off here and drink some more of your beer. Sounds Let's good. I have ample beer. Ample beer. Ample beer. That should be ample. a beer name. Ample beer. Yes. Drive safe, kids. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy Nick Parker Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics providing bumper to bumper graphic design promo products and print services find them at direoil.com Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors find Beers with Nigel on Facebook Twitter Instagram and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.